Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 
888-84-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Yes, that is a little disheartening, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you guys here too? Chris and I were talking for the show. He cleaned out his car this weekend. We'll get to that in a little while. Super, super important. But first, let me ask you a question. You personally. If I were to tell you that tonight at 10.05 p.m. Eastern Time, I was going to crawl through your bedroom window to harm you and your family, 10.05 Eastern Time, I'm crawling through, no cops involved or anything, Do you think you could stop me? Probably, right? I mean, I would certainly hope so. My word, if you can't, you really need to spruce up your home security. I just told you everything, right? If I were to tell you sometime between 10.05 and 10.30, I was going to crawl through that bedroom window, do you think you could stop me? Of course. Now, if I were to tell you at some time between 10.05 p.m. Eastern time tonight and 40 years from now, I was going to crawl through your bedroom window and come for you and your family, do you think you could still stop me? Changes everything, right? Changes everything. I Look, I... I'm certainly no super commando like these people we have on, but I can handle myself. I'm reasonably sure I'd be just fine in most situations where if I can get awake in time, you're going to have a real bad day in my house. But I don't know if I'd be able to stop you. Think about what that involves. Okay, well, all right, well, I can't watch the window all the time. I guess I can have the wife watch it some of the time, but geez, even she's got to sleep too or we'll be zombies. You see? What it does. We had the anniversary of D-Day this weekend. And I'll be honest. I geeked out on all of it this weekend for a couple reasons. One, I've always found it to be very, every part of it. I found it all to be very, very fascinating. Even the dorky details that you would roll your eyes at, I find to be totally fascinating. We'll get into some of those in a little while. That's part of it. And another part of it is this. As you know very well, I don't have the burden of feelings, really. I don't don't have to deal with real human emotions. I'm a sociopath. Believe me, it's better to be like you are than like I am. But there are advantages to being an unfeeling robot. I just don't, don't get up, I don't get down. However... Sometimes there goes something wrong with my wiring as a robot and I get a little bummed out. 
Now, you've never heard me say that really like that before, nor are you going to hear me say it very much. But I will tell you, I had a moment this weekend, a bad moment. Protests, all this other stuff, and then everything went wrong with church on Sunday. I'll explain that in a little while. And I actually was really, really bummed out. And I thought to myself, you know, now when I say really bummed out, I was kind of like, oh, that sucks. And then I moved right along. But still, for me, that's legitimately bummed out. I'm not sitting there crying. So I thought to myself, you know, it's the anniversary of D-Day. Instead of worrying about all this crap, why not dig into the greatest people ever in this gigantic mission? And it was a welcome, welcome distraction. I know that's why a lot of you enjoy the show the way I do the show when it comes to history stuff, because it is for a while before we get to the news and everything else. It's an, it's nice to just get away. It's my escape. Told Chris before I came here, or it was right before the show started. I said, I've got to be honest, never been happier to be before the, be in front of the microphone. So when it comes to that invasion, There's so much that goes into it, but let us begin at the beginning of it. Remember how much, you and I have talked about this before, how much American opposition there was to going to war in England. Now, there are two big things that come into play there. Going to war in England, going to war in France, going to war in Germany, going to war anywhere overseas. Two things come into play there. One, America's founding, America's philosophy. It is so hard for us to understand today. I, you can't understand it until until someone beats into beats it into your skull that whether you agree or disagree with how we conduct our foreign policy today, I think it's insane, but you may agree with it. Whether you agree or disagree, understand that it is 180 degrees opposite of what we were founded on and what we did for most of United States history. Leading up to World War One, during World War One, you remember we've talked endlessly about World War One, the mass carnage, millions, millions, people dying by the millions, and U.S. opposition to the war was in the 97 to 98% range. Well, okay, man, that sucks. We'll say a prayer for him. Oh, us go? No. Why would we go? Not a, it's, what? Wouldn't even occur to Americans to get involved. 97, 98%? You couldn't go take a public policy poll right now and get a 97% agreement in the public that the sky is blue. And yet at one point in time, imagine, imagine America being that unified in something. of the people like, oh, man, that war looks like it sucks. Oh, well, let me know how it goes. I'm going back to work. It's a whole lot of not my problem. Again, you may hate that foreign policy. I love it. But whether you hate it or love it is not important to what I'm talking about. The truth is that is the foreign policy we were founded on. They were very specific. Go Go read George Washington's farewell address specifics in there. Stay out of Europe's wars. Mind your own business. We are blessed. Two big oceans, great geography. We're going to trade with everyone. Not my problem. Pre-World War I, 
to uh, since the founding, that was how America did business. Now you get into World War One, and what did we see in World War One? Carnage, carnage, and not only carnage. Pictures. Think how much pictures really started to come into play about this time. Now, they're not HD pictures. You're not taking cell phone videos. But the public is starting to see things that they haven't seen before. Ugly things. And then they're seeing these casualty numbers. And now, now these casualty numbers include Americans. And so you finished World War I. You have all that carnage. You had a war. Many people leading up to it didn't want to get involved in anyway. And then what happened after all that, between all that and World War II? Great Depression. That was a long, long, long way of saying before the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, you have to get this. This is important. Americans had no interest, zero in getting involved in World War II, in getting involved in what was then just a European war. Oh, Germany invaded France. Hitler kind of looks like a psycho. Oh, that sucks. Anyway, I'm going back to work. Honey, I'll see you at dinner. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You care about the safety of yourself and your family, right? That's human nature. You do, I do. We we look out for that stuff. So what if I were to tell you that you, that you have a massive, massive hole in your security? Would you be interested in what that is? It's your internet, man. And look, don't feel bad because I went through the exact same thing when I found out. I did not realize Everything my family does online at the house is perfectly visible to my internet provider. I had no idea that was a thing, but that's a thing. Unless you have ExpressVPN, there's somebody out there looking at everything you do, everything your spouse does, everything your kids do. That's creepy, and that's a huge gap in your security. So fix it. Get ExpressVPN and fix it. Go to expressvpn.com slash jesse. That's expressvpn.com slash jesse. You get three months free when you go. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Interesting thing about American opposition to getting involved in World War II. Kind of interesting when you consider what we're looking at now. American leadership, specifically FDR, really, really wanted to get involved in World War II. The American people did not. The American leadership did. The rest is history. 
Now, we come up with a brand new concept. Paratroopers. They actually went out and checked out how smoke jumpers would do things, trying to form some kind of a plan to form paratroopers. And again, it's easy for you and I to do this, and I'm so guilty of it. When you look or watch or read about or listen to something about history and you watch something enough times or learn about it enough times, it just seems like second nature to you and you kind of put it in your mind, it's second nature to them. I, I, I've, I've seen and read a million things on paratroopers, on D-Day, and other places during World War II. A million things. And it just, it's just nothing, it's just nothing I pay the proper amount of respect to by now. Well, yeah, they stand up and they hook up and they jump out and they parachute in. There were never at any point in the history of mankind paratroopers before this because there weren't planes to jump out of. The first airplane usage really in war at all was World War I, and they were crappy planes for the most part, dropping little hand bombs out the side. Shoot one guy, some crazy Russian. I think I'm pretty sure it's the first uh, aerial Casualty in World War One. some crazy Russian just took his plane and flat out ran it into the next guys and killed them both on purpose. So not exactly the most advanced warfare in the beginning. So people come up with a plane and then people figure out, I'd love to see the experimental, how, how, how exactly they work this out. It's something we need to look into. They figured out at some point, if you place a large canopy above you, you can jump out of a plane in the middle of the sky and float down. That in and of itself is crazy enough, right? If I were to tell you to go do that at, at, at 2,000 feet right now, that's a little nerve-wracking, right? A little nerve-wracking, maybe you're, even if you're some skydiving freak. A little weird. Okay, now I'd like you do, to do it with bombs and machine gun fire going off all around you in the middle of the night trying specifically to kill you. It's wild. Now, understand it had never happened before. Isn't that crazy? What goes through your mind? But leading up to it, we had an issue. Hitler owned Europe, and Hitler owned Europe in anticipation that somebody someday would try to come back and take Europe from him. And so he did... What leaders do? He did what conquerors do. He started to fortify his positions. And when I say fortify, have you ever seen a pillbox? Do you have any idea how intricate and just rock solid these things are? I mean, picture, picture you being on top of a mountain on top of a hill, just a large hill. No cover, no, no nothing. You on top of a hill, me at the bottom of the hill, and me having to charge up and get you. Who has every advantage? There? It's you. I mean, you're attacking uphill is brutal. Now, what if I left you on top of the hill, I'll be at the bottom of the hill, and I not only give you the top of the hill, I give you a year in concrete and engineers to prepare for me charging up the hill. 
There's some barbed wire. It's, it's beyond belief the things they could do. Plus, these are Germans. These are efficient people, extremely efficient people. This is a long way to say, man, when they called it Fortress Europe, they meant Fortress Europe. I'm not going to go into every bit of it right now, but go look at the things Hitler did to make sure you could not come into Europe. He, he knew it was coming. Which brings us to men like General Patton. Now, why would it lead us to men like General Patton? Well, here's why. Patton, you see, had been kicking the crap out of Germans in Africa for some time. Patton was... I love this. This is, my, this is one of my favorite little tidbits in history. One of my favorites. The Germans, as you know, are, as I just said, have, are extremely efficient. And this is not totally unusual for modern armies, but of course the Germans basically patented this, where they would rate and give grades to generals, their opposing generals, not just theirs, opposing generals. They want to know. It mattered a lot. Oh, we've got General What's-His-Face here. General What's-His-Face is really, really good in the defense. Oh, we've got General uh, General General John Doe back here. Well, we know he's actually really bad at logistics. They may he may have some exposed supply lines. I bet we could get at him. You know, we're like they have these ratings. They had ratings for attacking generals. Who do you think was their number one rated attacking general in all of the Allies? Oh yeah, General George Patton. It's not just about the movies. General Patton was a beast, and the Germans knew he was a beast. Now Patton got himself in a little trouble. Probably not totally up to speed on the whole PTSD thing. Was told by a guy that he was struggling with some stuff, and Patton didn't necessarily see it the same way. <laughs> Uh, it's a long way of saying Patton just slapped the crap out of this guy. <laughs> Patton didn't take kindly to that. And of course, that story gets back to the press. Now, we like to imagine that times were much, much different back then. And don't get me wrong, they were different. However, some things don't necessarily change. And the American media being a little too cozy with the wrong side at all times is pretty much a consistent thing throughout the history of the country. General William Tecumseh Sherman from the Civil War famously said he regards them as spies. (laughs) He hated them. He said, if I hanged them all, there'd be dispatches from hell by noon. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, it's not it's this is this is not new the crappy press. And the press got a hold of Patton slapping the daylights out of somebody. All kinds of national outrage, you can't do this. Boom, Patton's in trouble. Well, what are you supposed to do if you're leading an army? You're leading an invasion? And you have your number one attacking general, even according to the enemy, and he gets in major trouble like this. You can't really take him off the battlefield. You can't leave him on the battlefield. You can't take him off. And they had Mr. George Patton fulfill a different role. And what Patton's role was, 
is we need to make sure Hitler does not know where we are going to invade. They knew it was going to come from the north. It was going to come from England somewhere. The Germans knew it was. They just didn't know where. And Patton launches this great, great operation where they built fake buildings. They built fake people. They built inflatable tanks. There's one hilarious story out there about a bull in a field charging one of the tanks and an English farmer's watching it, and he's waiting for the bull to die when he hits the tank, and instead the tank just punctures like a balloon. (laughs) Hang on. Prior to D-Day, we set up a massive, massive cover operation so Hitler would have no idea where it was actually taking place. Now, you've seen the D-Day movies. You've seen Saving Private Ryan, Ryan, undoubtedly. If you listen to my show, the chances that you've seen Saving Private Ryan are probably above 95%. Chris, have you actually seen it? I knew it. What is wrong with you? Honestly, I want you to answer me this question. What is wrong with you? How is that humanly possible you haven't seen that movie? Is that all you watch are Mel Brooks movies? <sighs> I'm tired. You know, it's just it's Monday morning. I'm already I'm exhausted. Now I'm exhausted. I was fine like 20 minutes ago. Either way, besides Chris, the producer of the show. Virtually everybody else has seen Saving Private Ryan. So you know about the the ramp drops and the beach and the pillboxes and the hills and everything like we talked about earlier. We don't talk enough about the paratroopers, man. Now here's what had happened. Hitler needs his crack troops, needs his best troops in other parts of the war. Everything in life, everything you do, I do, personal life, business life, everything your state does, nation does, army does, everything is a give and take. That is life. Nobody has everything they want all the time. It's just not something that exists. And battle is no different. Large-scale wars are no different. You are Hitler. You have a lot of different things going on. Armies are complicated things. It's easy because we want to simplify everything down. We want to look at every single German was looked exactly like this, thought exactly like this, and they all could fight the exact same way. They just, they, they basically made them all in an assembly line. That's an easy way to think about things, especially when it comes to the enemy, because it depersonalizes them. And it makes life easier. But is your military that way? No, and neither was theirs. Our military is full of like the baddest of the bad dudes at the tip of the spear, like BK and Terry Shepard and all these Green Berets we bring on, all the way down 
to some tub of goo stapling papers somewhere for two years so he can get half his college paid for or something like that. And if that sounds disrespectful, I don't care about your feelings. I'm telling you, they're all not the same. And all the German army was not the same at this time either. And so Hitler has been criticized criticized extensively for this. I still argue, actually, I argue on Hitler's behalf. I still argue, though, he had a good point when he put most of his older guys, borderline too old, he put his older guys up there in the Normandy area, up there to defend against the invasion. They weren't useless troops, not at all. They were still fine troops. They were far from his tip of the spear troops. And people yell about that. That idiot. How could it? Well, he had a lot to defend. And you can't have elite troops everywhere. There aren't enough elite people across the country. Any country. There just aren't enough. So he had great defenses set up. Uh, average troops along the beaches. And what he did have was behind it, he had reserves. Now, they were far behind it. When I say behind it, I don't mean they were 50 yards behind the pillbox, ready for the call-up coach as soon as somebody else gets shot. I mean a long ways behind. He had reserves, and there are a couple reasons for that. One, you don't want your reserves to get taken out when the front line gets taken out. Two, your reserves are back behind the line of ways because they need to be flexible enough to take a direct path to whichever part of the front they're needed on. Reserves are one of those things that that generals have not always known about. The Romans were great at this. They started to come around. Don't put everybody on the line. Leave some people back so they can fit, because you don't know which part of the line is going to break, and they can run up and fill in the gaps. So you keep your reserves behind. Now, Hitler had some excellent reserves behind. He had some SS units. Those were some of his best units. He had some really good guys behind, which leads us to the paratroopers. What's the most scared you've ever been in your life? Imagine this 24-hour sequence if you're a paratrooper. You load onto your plane in England. You take off. It gets dark. Really dark. It's really loud on the plane. There's nobody to talk to, contrary to what you see in the movies. These planes are way, way, way too loud. Unless you have a headset and a radio on, which they did not have. You're not turning to your buddy. Hey, man, how's your sister? Oh, she's good. How's the wife? No, it's, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. And that's that. It's that. Shouting in somebody's ear. So you're with your buddies, but you feel alone. It's loud. You know you're invading Europe, and by now, you know. You've seen enough news clips. You've seen enough things out there to know these are not these are not some crappy third-world army guys somewhere. These are elite troops. 
some of the finest troops in the world were the German troops during World War II. Definitely in World War I, but during World War II. You're not dropping down into a safe place. And then before you get there, you start to hear it low at first. Sounds like explosions in the distance. And now they're getting louder and louder and louder. And now you're looking around and you have tracer rounds streaking through the sky. And before you know it, one of the planes in your formation, all of a sudden you get a light, like a feeling of light outside the window and you look outside the window and a plane, you don't know who's on it. You don't know whether your buddies are on it or not, but a plane bursts into flames and begins to crash down with all the people in your unit on it. And then the flak starts really, really getting heavy. Flak is, uh, that's the best way to describe this, an in-air grenade. Picture me throwing a grenade in the middle of the air and it blowing up in the air. Only obviously nobody was throwing it. They were shot up there. But now those are going off all around you. One blows out a window. Your buddy across the aisle sitting behind. And all of a sudden he's got glass in his ear and it's pouring down his neck. And they tell you it's time to jump. And everybody jumps and it comes your turn and you stand in that door and you're looking at Mordor from Lord of the Rings. What else would you, how else would you describe it? Tracer rounds streaking across the sky, screaming, explosions, and you jump into that and your parachute deploys. Oh, but it's not done yet. You're parachuting down. You have other people around you. You can hardly make out most of them because, remember, this is dark. You can make out your buddy who's parachuting down close enough to you. You can make out his screams because a German also made him out while he was floating down and shot him in the air, and he's now wounded, bleeding, and dying as he floats to the ground. Are you scared yet? It gets worse. Hang on. Slept like a baby all weekend long. I'm not trying to rub it in. All right, maybe part of me is trying to rub it in, but I'm also trying to drive the point home. You can have that too. Spend the money. Get an ebb sleep. An ebb sleep is a wearable device. It's not pills or something like that. It's a wearable device that calms those racing thoughts down and puts you asleep faster and keeps you asleep once you get there. I cannot speak higher about this product. It is just... It is a life changer when you start sleeping well, consistently, sleeping pill-free every single night. Go get an Ebb Sleep. You can try it risk-free for 60 days. Go to tryebb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse at checkout. Get yourself 25 bucks off. Go get an Ebb Sleep. Get it today. 
Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. finally hit the ground, get rid of your chute, you manage to land in some tall grass, and you have something they've given you. They called it cricket. And what it is is, those of you who've seen the show Band of Brothers or actually know what I'm talking about, it's a great HBO miniseries if you've never seen it, a true one about one of these great paratrooper units from World War II. It's called a cricket. It's just a clicker. Just a wee little thing fits in the palm of your hand, and it just click. I just made That's not the sound it makes. What, Chris? I wonder if I can make it with this thing. It goes, you hear that? Did that that come across on the radio, Chris? (laughs) Shut up. Whatever. All right. If you hear somebody, because remember, you're landing at night, people. You are landing at night. You're landing in hostile, enemy-held territory at night. You are not landing with your buddies because it's wind, it's chaos, people are dead, planes have gone down. You land, you have a clicker, you click if you hear someone, they're supposed to click back twice if they hear you. Click, click. Now, some of the guys I read said that it was supposed to be one click, one click, but I can't, again, I can't ever seem to get straight information on it. You land in this field. You do not land beside anybody. You are in tall grass. There are still enough flares and things going off that things are silhouetted briefly and then go away. You know there's activity, gunfire all around you. You land in this tall grass. You lay down getting your bearings and you hear footsteps. Sounds like two men coming. They're walking right towards you. You almost guarantee to yourself this has got to be your buddies landed with you looking for you. You pull out your clicker when they're about 75 feet away. You give them a click, and there's nothing back. Now they keep walking closer, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'll give them another one. Maybe they just didn't hear the first time, and you give them a click, and now the footsteps stop when you give them a click, but there's no click back. And now you can hardly hear them. Now it sounds like they're sneaking up on your position. What is your heart doing in that moment? Can you imagine laying in that field in France with two Germans sneaking their way towards you to kill you? This particular tale, I will tell you, This young man lived, and he lived because he was a stud, and he pulled a pin on a grenade 
and landed a grenade right in between both Germans and killed them both with a grenade before he scampered off, actually lived through the war. But back to the beginning, back to what we were talking about, about the invasion, about all the distractions. Why couldn't Hitler hold Europe from the Allied invasion? There are, there are a lot of different reasons, but what's the main one? Because you can't hold back an opposing force if you have to defend too much ground. If you have to defend too much ground, you can lose everything because you tried to defend too much ground. Remember the very beginning of the show? How I'm showing up at your house at 10.05 p.m. tonight through this one specific window and you can stop me. But if I extend that out to 40 years from now, what chance do you have? Not much. Not much. Maybe you get lucky one day. It's all about how much you have to defend. And I was giving it a lot of thought this weekend. I had a real, real rough Sunday, which I'll go over again and I'll go over here in a few. But that's been the greatest accomplishment of the leftists. If you look at right versus left in this country as political battle, which I do, and I frankly think you're naive if you don't. I think you're just telling yourself lies. And you look at all the gains the leftists have made. And you look at what they're doing right now, this insanity right now. Look at all the gains they've made. They made us defend everything. They they made us defend everything. And because they made us defend everything, we lost a lot, didn't we? Maybe all of it. Now, not the majority of the people. Take heart. Not bringing you down. The majority of the people still think like you. But what do I mean by everything? I'll explain. You are going to have something go wrong with your car. No, I am not wishing it on you. I hope that day is years away from now, but we both know they only make two kind of cars, right? Ones who have had problems and ones who will. Well, look, it's going to come again. And when that day comes, do you want to get slammed with a massive car repair bill? Or would you like a solution to that problem? Well, there is one. It's called Protect My Car. If you have a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, there's a chance you could stop paying for car repairs. I'm talking engine, transmission, roadside assistance, towing, car rental, oil changes, more. But you have to find out if you qualify first. Dial star star 1244. That's star star 1244. Stop, stop waiting for that next car bill to come. Be proactive about it. Get Protect My Car. Star, star, one, two, four, four. 
If the leftists had decided way, way, way back when that they were only going to attack Hollywood, the media, or not not even the media, just Hollywood, you know what we're going to do? We are going to go, we're going to buy up every movie studio we can, the ones we can't. We're going to make sure all the actors, directors, producers, all think like us, support our cause, push our cause. But you know what? We're just going to stick with the media or with Hollywood. They would have failed because we would have seen it and we would have fought it off. The genius of what they did was they took over so much that, like Hitler, you don't know where they're going to come from next. And frankly, It's too taxing to try to do the math on all the places they might come from next. On all the places they're going to take. Because they have it all. They managed to take over the entire culture. Including a part that is critically important to me. And one I just lost yesterday. So if I sound a little salty today, oh, I'm salty. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What? Look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 
The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time if you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse.